everyone, and welcome to Minute 71 of Season 4 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal Meg Ryan rom-com, When Harry Met Sally, One Minute at a Time. I'm Rob, and joining me today is Jim O'Kane, the godfather of the MXM community and producer of six collaborative MXM projects, including the current uh, Bowfinger Minute. So welcome to the show, Jim. Well, welcome back thank to you, the show. Well, yeah, you know, thank, thank you, you very much. You, yeah, it's, it's, I've been on a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you've been on every season. I'm, I'm very, you know, I'm very, very happy that, that you've agreed and that you're, you're willing to endure, you know, uh, talking to me for, for hours upon hours during the course of our week, you know, oh, about different movies. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, I know, you know, this is this is the place to be if you want to talk movies and, and make references to other movies that people actually know about. I know, you, Rob, you know just about every movie go, going. So <laughs> it's easy to say this is a lot like that movie. Where, so, um, yes. yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it, and, and here we are in an interesting minute where, um, well, I, I, uh, we, we can go on about them. I mean, this is a very one long take minute. Yes. But, uh, yeah. Well, it's sort it, of a one long take, but no, they're, they're, it, it gets chopped up a little bit. But uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, they, they, they spare us some of the uh, nitty gritty, as you yeah. can see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, just a bit a dot, yeah. dot, dot, but uh, but the move that uh, we'll get into this later. But the 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 second half of this minute just reminded me so much of the opening of uh, Apocalypse Now. And I, <laughs> but we'll, 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 get, we'll get there. there. I'm, I'm interested to see see your thoughts on that. To hear your thoughts on that one. That's for sure. So minute seventy one begins with Sally crying on Harry's shoulder and ends with Sally kissing Harry's chest. Okay. So. Yesterday we ended things with you know Harry came over to to Sally's place and she was crying because you know Joe is getting married a, a little excessively you know she's fi it's finally hit her that uh, you know it's 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 only been a year since she broke up with Joe but uh, you know it finally hit her this whole thing and she has Harry come over to comfort her and you know she's walking around the room bawling. Uh, throwing tissues all over the place, uh, wiping her uh, um, wiping her nose on his shirt or sweater, <laughs> you know things like that. And then she just looks at him and just begins to 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 cry um, uh, nonstop. You know she's she's really just hit rock bottom here. And you know Harry is being the the gentleman here. You know he's doing a very nice job. He's he's, you know, helping to to comfort her as much as uh, he can. You know something that a, a good friend would 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 try to do. He tries comforting her, and, you know, he says okay, and then he says I'll, I'll go make some tea, and she turns to him and says Harry, could you just hold me a little longer, and, you know, as she's doing that he tries to comfort her again and and he like kisses her on the lips but it's not like a a passionate kiss or anything like that it's it's a you know a i guess you could say a friendly little uh pe yeah a, uh, a, cheer, a cheer a cheer you up kind of kiss yeah i mean again i i think it's a little inappropriate because you know here we've seen them over the last year you know as friends yes on new year's they did have a little peck on the on the lips there but that was a new year's thing and i i you know, it, it makes you wonder, you know, why Harry doesn't feel uncomfortable doing that. You know, maybe it's something that, that they're used to doing and we just, they, you know, they just don't show us 
all those scenes that that uh, you know they're giving each other little pecks on on the lips. I, I don't know. You know, I would think that if they're just best friends, they wouldn't cross that line. You know, even if it's just uh, a, a kiss like that, it might be you know a kiss on the cheek, a kiss, kiss on the forehead, something like that, but not necessarily a kiss on the lips. And you know, then he wants to try and get up to to go get her tea, and she doesn't want to let him, and she just con- continues to cry and just wants to be held. And he agrees. He says, "All right, okay, sure." And then you know they have a long embrace. She continues to cry, and he once again tries to comfort her and and kisses her again on the lips, the same way that he did before. Strokes her face, strokes her hair, and at this point she, I guess, feels the need for more. And you know she moves in for a longer kiss, and you can see that he is quite hesitant. And and then it, it turns it it gets. Uh, you know, more romantic, I guess you can say, is is is, is the the nice way of putting yeah. it of what happens yeah. here. So the because, biggest question that that I have here is, uh, you know, who's at fault here? Who is causing this? You know, is it that you know, was it is it Harry's pecs, or is it you know the fact that Sally, you know, gives him a, a longer kiss? Is, it's it's is a it debate. A, is it is it a fault though? I mean, it's it's something that. Yeah, and we're going to go through it later in the week with everybody else is seeing the relationship they could be having. Correct. And well, they do too. <laughs> it, it, yeah, yeah, and it, but it's like I don't know. I don't know if it's like fault or blame, but I think they just kind of. It, it's like this. They like there's this black hole in the center of them, and they're kind of both went over the event horizon at the same time. Yeah. It's just they, you know, they they both they both fell off the same cliff. It's not. I don't think anyone is the specific instigator. I mean, maybe maybe Sally. Um, you know, should have let him go get that cup of tea. But it's, uh, I think they both knew what was happening at the time. It just, and it, it, they both fell into a familiar pattern that they had in previous relationships. Right. But so, but again, uh, if you look at what happens later in the movie, I mean, I know that we're trying to, to deal just with this minute, but, you know, the the reason I use the word fault is because later on, the two of them are arguing about the fact as to, you know, that whether it was a mistake or not. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. therefore, if it's a mistake, that means someone crossed the line, you know, but yeah. but I think you're right. It's both of them. Yeah. It, and, you know, you, you can you can blame both of them or you can also uh, credit both of them at the same time. And a lot of a lot of romantic comedies have to have some uh, precipitating event that that they can point to as the, the, the way the relationships fall apart is because of instead of trying to solve a problem they work on blame assignment and i think right. that's where and, and that's that's what we get later on in the uh, in the movie um so you know and really nobody's to blame here except the fact that neither of them recognized the situation that they were they were in clearly they were well they i were, think they did i think that both of them knew that they were you know as close as they they can be but neither one of them neither one of them wanted to ruin the friendship that they had yeah, yeah, and and you it's know, it's out of it's out of fear because of the experiences they've had in previous relationships. Correct. They didn't. I mean, yeah, right. We've we've seen numerous times over the course of of this past year that the two of them have been together, uh, most uh, prominently, you know, on New Year's, where you see both of them are very pleased to be as close with the other one as possible, and you know, you can see in their eyes, you know, both Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan do amazing jobs in this, which. You know, I've mentioned this numerous times. 
I, I, I would love to have been in the room when someone pitched the idea of Billy Crystal being a romantic lead, you know, in a, yeah. in a rom-com. He, he does yeah. a great job well, here. I'm not saying yeah. he doesn't. He really does. But he's not the first choice that I would have, you know, thought of. Yeah, so, no, hardly hardly a romantic lead. Yeah, you'd say, really? He's more like the he's more like the friend of the romantic lead. That's right. Uh, who would be giving him advice. So Correct. Yeah, it's it, and it it kind of I mean, it, I'm sure you've gone through the comparisons before that this is that Sleepless in Seattle and when Harry and Sally are basically the same movie. And it's you know, he's Billy Crystal and Tom Hanks are the same character, except that Billy Crystal doesn't have a kid in this thing. He's not a single dad. Um, but they both react the same way is that they don't they don't realize that they that they have a relationship. Uh, they, they don't realize that they that their their better life would be in in a relationship with each other because they've been so burned so many times before that they don't want to get into another one because, like you said, they'll, they'll ruin their friendship if they right. ever become romantically involved. Correct. I mean, obviously, that that that's what that's what rom coms are. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you it's know, mistaken as, communications. Yeah. That's right. I mean, it's one of the things that 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 people, you know, will, you know, a rom com has the formula, as you mentioned before, and the formula works. And when they yeah. try to change that formula, it doesn't work as well. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, we go to rom-coms because we know the drill. We know what's going to we know what's going to happen next. We know that they have to have a falling out and then a, then a reconciliation. And the reconciliation is the best part. Right. Um, exactly. Uh, and it's usually yeah, within yeah. the last five minutes of the movie. You know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the best part is when they're apart, because then we get to see, you know, how much they really miss one another. You know, that that shows, yeah. you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder, that type of thing. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, the, uh, I, I I can't remember who it was, but somebody was talking about how uh, it might have been Leonard. No, it, you, when you watch Star Trek or you watch Star Trek movies, you're not interested when the Enterprise is flying along. You're interested when the Enterprise is blowing up. It's you know when they're under attack. And things. Right. That's, okay. That's, that's true. the part of the rom com where you're getting this. You you want the conflict so you can see how are they going to resolve this? This is a terrible story problem. Right. So, I, I know, actually thought you were going to go the direction of you know that you're not worried about Kirk, but you worry about the, the women that Kirk uh, you know yeah, hooks up yeah. with on every planet. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but yeah. But it's it's like the reason that you go to the the rom com, you know, the you know the comedy part, the 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 com part, uh, but you really you want the drama, you want the the tension. It's why people watch all those reality shows where you know they're everybody's locked in a house or they're trying to pick out which bachelorette they're gonna. It, you want the drama. The drama part is what sells it. So even though it's called a rom com, really you go to them to see the the conflict and how that conflict is resolved because then you you feel better coming out saying oh they they fixed it they fixed what was broken and, uh, and we like we like seeing that's you know and it gives everyone hope in life you know that, that yeah that exactly. even yeah, when but... something is broken you can fix it you know that type of yeah thing. right but i mean again back to the fact that billy crystal is not the guy i would have uh thought that you could cast in this movie but he's perfect here yeah yeah and He's, I mean, Billy Crystal is so much. He's an everyman in the sense of like Jimmy Stewart. He's like, he's not, he's not the handsome, you know, like you said, he's not the handsome lead. He's just this average Joe. That's you know, here he is with this this very pretty girl, and and you know, it's he's just an average guy. So you can relate to him and say, yeah, I, I could see being messed up in this situation, saying, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the wrong thing? And um, 
he's not he's not a superman he's you know just a a guy that's in the audience so um it's it's amazing that it was a brilliant casting uh idea yeah i mean again rob reiner and and billy crystal were best friends so (laughs) you know and the the character of harry is mostly based on rob reiner so You know, it sort of makes sense that Rob Reiner knew that he couldn't cast himself in this role. So, hey, why not? Why don't I cast my best friend who who is similar to me? I yeah. mean, if, yeah, I, right. I don't know. I don't know if you've had the chance to listen to the commentary of this movie ever, but they one of the comment that one they have two commentary tracks. One is just Rob Reiner, which is mostly just uh, dead air because most of the time he's not talking, so uh, you get to hear the movie. <laughs> but on the other commentary, it's Rob Reiner, Nora Ephron, and Billy Crystal, and oh, the wow, three okay. of them three of them are having a blast throughout the whole thing. They, they give us a lot of insight, which I'll, I'll mention some of the things, uh, you know, over the course of this week that, that they do mention, but th- there are certain points where they just, all three of them just burst out laughing at some of the dialogue. But, oh. but my favorite part of it is, is when they each say, Oh, uh, that was Billy's line. You know, Billy thought of adding that and that Rob wanted to do. And that Nora, you know, decided because of this, you know, she wanted to add that into the into the script and stuff like that. You know, I, I found that to be very insightful the way that they did that, and it was just fun hearing the three of them uh, talk about this movie. And yeah, you know, and, and the great thing about it is, I mean, you know, Nora Ephron, of course, being a writer, but but I think you know, Billy Crystal and Rob Reiner have both written material. Like they they are writers and they understand the pacing of comedy and how it's set up. So you're you're seeing real professionals actually spouting the lines that they wrote. So it it. It's very, it's very natural for them to uh, to go along in this. I mean, I mean, it's it's great when someone can use their own words in a uh, in, in a movie. You you see these uh, uh, the I'm trying to figure, trying to figure out how to put this in my own in my own words. Um, but you see it when I, I haven't I haven't listened to the commentary track, but I did see a behind the scenes one talking about something that's going to happen later in the movie where. They have a bunch of different lines that they have to they have to hit this timing, and trying to get that comedic pacing at what would be, um, I guess the best way to describe it is Howard Hawks pacing that you can yeah. you can drop drop a line in, and they're almost like mini monologues that they kind of jam a bunch of words real close to each other, and then somebody spouts back other things, but it's so rapid fire you're you're still processing uh, two. <laughs> two lines ago what's happening it's the the uh, the comedy comes at you very fast and you get into this kind of a cloud of wow this is brilliant stuff um but it takes a while to process yeah um you know again it's it's pros building on pros doing what they do best which is you know writing what they know and uh i think that 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 filters through this entire film yeah completely so you know we, we we see that sally starts to kiss him and and then they they actually do a really good um, blend to to have you know it the, the the shot doesn't really change but then the next thing you know we see that it sort of uh, slightly goes unfocused and then quickly focuses back and then we see you know Sally's uh, you know hair basically yeah right yeah. in front of the camera. It would be like you know if it were in a romance novel written on the page, that would be the dot 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 part. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. And and then uh, what what we see is is we see her messed up hair and she has her head lying on his chest and you know they start panning out or zooming out and then you can see that she has this huge smile on her face. She is very very happy. You know she yeah. 
you know, yeah, she she's over she's over Joe getting married definitely. And no, for sure. Yeah, I don't think I don't yeah. think she's thinking about Joe anymore. <laughs> she's I think I think she's thinking at this point about Harry that's saying, "Wow, I can't believe I waited a year." Or actually, I can't believe I waited 11 years for this. Yeah. <laughs> you know. yeah, and it's and you know, and, and watching as as the camera pulls back, and this this is the scene that I was, I was talking about with Apocalypse Now. It's a and then lot we like, see that he's petrified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's just, uh-oh, I'm going to, and he's like in this, it's almost like a trap. He's, he's like, how am I ever going to get out of this? He, he's like, he looks like Houdini at the bottom of the ocean handcuffed. He's just, oh my gosh, <laughs> I did something. This this is going to be very hard to, un, you know, unscramble this egg. So, um, uh, and it's it's great the way he just holds that expression. He doesn't, you don't, it, it's like completely expressionless, but the, the wide-eyed look in his face it allows the audience um, to it, it's it's kind of the Kuleshov effect. It's like the, you allow the audience to throw their emotions on what he must be thinking. So yes. you're looking at me go, oh, Harry's in trouble now. He's <laughs> really, you know, this is uh, cutting the Gordian knot. It's really uh, in, he's in a situation that how's, how's he ever going to get out of this? So, right. uh, or, you know, and, and the weird part is that you're thinking that he's thinking, how is he going to get out of this? Like, not even considering, gee, maybe this is the relationship he's always needed. That's right. The, that, um, that's that's the thing that, that gets me here. You know, like she, you can see on her face that she enjoyed herself. He, yeah. We, we don't know if he enjoyed himself or not. We just see that now, you know, now that he has, you know, cleared his head, I guess. You know, he's he's, he's yeah, the, saying, the cold, saying cold himself, day kind of thing. Yeah, he's saying to himself, "Oh my God, what just happened." You know, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that 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 he had a good time also. You know, because yeah. later on they do mention that in passing that that they both say <laughs> that they they you know not that we didn't have a good time. So, yes. Yeah, but yeah, but he's like, he's always thinking ahead of stuff, and it, which is it's weird because um, Sally is always trying to control everything in her life, and this is a very this is a very uncontrolled thing. You know, and when uh, he always talks with her about how she always demands everything when they go into a restaurant. I want this. I want this. I want this. I don't want, I don't want, you know, uh, I want lettuce, but no tomato. I want this. And, and on the side, just, on the side, on the side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and here is something that was completely spontaneous. At least we believe it's completely spontaneous. Do, do you think and, maybe she, she invited him over because she, she wanted uh, comfort sex? I don't think so. I think it was, she was upset and didn't know what to do. And Harry is her, you know, her, her rock in the storm. And, um, and it, 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 to me, it, it came across as one thing led to another, but, and Harry wasn't thinking about what the complications were on this, but now he's starting to think, oh boy, what's tomorrow going to be like, or what's forget tomorrow. What's today going to be like, how am I going to, you know, what, do, what am I going to, what am I going to do next? How, what do I, what do I say? And then, you know, you can slowly think he's going to say, say as little as, you know, you have the right to remain silent basically. <laughs> it's like, okay, no, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, what, what goes, but, what, what makes, what, what I think about when I hear this, when I see this, is that he's saying to himself, "Okay, I've told Sally all of my tricks of how to get out of uh, a woman's apartment real quickly. Uh, yeah. How can I? How quickly can I think of something new that'll sound plausible <laughs> to Sally?" I need a novelty. Yes. Oh, my appendix. I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> That's right. Because he, he can't um, use he can't use the end irons anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. He's it, it's it's interesting. I mean, this minute seems to be, you know, it seems to be so filled with stuff, but very little happens other than they kiss, dot, dot, dot. 
he wakes up and then you know we're getting this this uh, moving away of the camera right and it it almost feels like you're part of his thought bubble yes <laughs> it's going up like oh my gosh what is what's happening now so um yeah it's it, it's a beautiful scene and i can remember i can remember seeing this in the theater when it was first re- this was 89 89 yeah yeah 80, yeah i can remember seeing I can remember seeing this back in 89 and I can remember just the audience just kind of erupting with laughter with this. Uh, <laughs> he's in trouble. It, 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 the, it really links, you know, it, the lack of action or anything. We're just looking down at them and their expressions. It really connected with the audience. I, I just remember the laughter when he was just kind of, you know, it was, it was just a look of complete shock on his face of, I am doomed. Um, but uh, it's just it's such a great a great collaboration of screenwriting and cinematography that, you know, this is what you go to the movies for. You go you go to feel this kind of a reaction when you're watching a film. Yeah, that's true. And then she she asks a, a typical question, you know, at, at that stage where she says to him, are you comfortable? You know, maybe <laughs> she's asking it because because, you know, because she's basically lying on top of him. You know, her head yeah. is, is on top of so yeah, it. Yeah, there's all this hair you at all. It, yeah. Exactly. Is what I'm doing uncomfortable for you? And, you know, he he answers, are, are you comfortable? Sure. You know, very <laughs> matter of factly. Yeah. It's like, do you want some pretzels or something? It's like, just, it's like somebody just walked by and asked him, Harry, you want some pretzels? No, no. Yeah, fine. Right. And, and, to, uh, his, and to, to respond to, to his sure, she gives him a little kiss on, on his chest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> and and that's actually how this minute ends. I mean, as you said, yeah. there isn't much that that there isn't much that really happens here, but there's a lot that happens here. It's it's one yeah. of those type of uh, you yeah know, yeah one, one of those type of scenes. You're left with the idea that you know if if Harry could pour himself under the door and just <laughs> drip down the stairs to the to the sidewalk, he'd be just fine. Just turn into a liquid and leave. So um, you, you're saying he should be a T1000. Yeah, exactly. I think he just push his way through the <laughs> push his way through the jail cell and keep going. Um, but it's a uh, yeah, it, it it's a great this is a great minute. And yeah, it's funny how this scene as we're going to go through this week, it's it's funny how this this scene is kind of a complete little playlet in in 5 minutes and here we are in act 1 yes. of, of this little this little uh, drama that's about to unfold. As... Well, Conjim, you know that's why we do this minute by minute because you can yeah. find many plays within you know within movies and that that's what it comes down to and isn't it weird how they seem like it seems to be cut to five minutes i mean like i've noticed this in a lot of movies when you're watching different scenes um i've watched in in airport the uh there's a scene in the movie airport where uh helen hayes is introduced and she has a scene that lasts exactly 10 minutes and we talked about it for two weeks of uh of watching helen hayes being introduced and then she exits at the at the 10th minute um but i'm i i it doesn't always work out that well but sometimes no, it does. that's true <laughs> sometimes it's mid, sometimes it's mid-sentence but um you know it's just it's just weird that I think there are some movies where they cut them a minute at a time. I think they cut them a minute at a time, just say, "Okay, we got to lay this out, and here's how it's going to be." And well, because they um, know about us. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. I think we've, we've influenced them so much, even back in time. So that would be that would uh, be really cool if 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 we actually, you know, if people started, you know, filmmakers started saying, "Oh, you know, there's this group of people that that are going to dissect movies one minute at a time." So that's what I'm going to do in order to make it make it. They actually they might make it easier for us, or they might try and make it harder for us. You know, at the yeah, same time. Is it let's yeah, challenge um, them a little bit. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, do it like um like rope or something like that. You know, it's it's all in real time, so you can just uh, uh follow along with with each minute. Um, I remember the uh, the mash episode where they had a a, a a patient that had to get uh, uh he had to get a, some kind of an arterial transplant, and it took him 25 minutes. And they they started the episode by looking at a, a clock on a on the helicopter that brought the the patient in, and they clamped off the artery and they said, "You've got 25 minutes left." And then they show the the clock that moves to the corner of the screen. And in the entire show, when you see them uh, put the new uh, put the new artery in, you watch the clock through the entire 25 minutes of the episode in the corner. So you're getting like this, uh, you know, the, the classic ticking clock, but it's literally a ticking clock on the screen while you're while you're watching the show so maybe somebody can do something like that wow that, that's actually really innovative for some for for a sitcom of the, in the 70s to do that yeah yeah it was a brilliant idea and uh definitely uh, uh groundbreaking i would i don't know i don't think you could do it in every show but it was just an interesting way to uh, well I, I i stand corrected there was an entire series it was called 24 <laughs> that's what i was about, just about to say i was just yeah. about to bring up 24 <laughs> that they did that but 24 24 skips the 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 commercial so you yeah know, the, it does jump a little bit in time it's not yeah you know, I, I do like movies that, you know, I, I always find it fun watching movies that, that take place in real time where they really do stand by by the, the time. You know, sometimes you'll hear in the middle of a movie, someone will go, oh, well, we have, uh, you know, 20 minutes till this happens or something like that. And then the the rest of the movie takes place over the course of 20 minutes. Uh, actually, in, in Star Trek, I think they had that. In the, yeah, had- in, the, in the new in the new J.J. Uh, Abrams Star Trek, you know, new. It's from the one from 2009, you know, where, where, uh, you sound old, Rob. I, I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> where, where basically you have Pike say to him, you know, uh, you know, do your best shot to, to, to outdo your father who saved the, you know, who, yeah. who had a certain amount of time to, to save the world. And, and Kirk, the, 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 from that point to the end of the movie is the exact same time, you know, that's yeah. the yeah, although I, I've I've reviewed um, Andromeda Strain and the uh, the five minutes that they had to uh, stop the nuclear bomb from going off at the end actually ran on for about sixteen minutes. So it's it's amazing how time slows down when you get to the last two minutes. I'm sure Goldfinger wasn't the wasn't the same as the clock on the uh, on the nuclear weapon. Yeah, probably. Maybe they maybe their clocks run slower or something. It could be. It, it you know some someone once told me and and I I I take this to heart now. That you have to believe that in the in the universe that the movie takes place, that's the way or it it is. You know, even if it in even if the physics in our universe are different, you know, you just you believe the physics in their universe. Yeah, that's true, yeah. and and that's what makes watching movies fun because you know you know that the the timer's gonna someone's gonna stop the timer when there's either one or two seconds left. Yeah, yeah, yeah just like just like Galaxy Quest. Yeah, exactly. That, that that's <laughs> it the way stops it works. at one. Yeah, that's uh, right. Wow. All right. So, you have anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into the the script? No, I think it's I think it's uh, it's really good. I, that's I mean, it's it's a nice it's a nice intro to this uh, five minutes uh, of scenes that we're going to be talking about this week. Yeah, it is. So the the script actually has uh, I think eight lines uh, that that are connected to this entire minute. So you know you have Sally uh, Harry says he's going to make her some tea. Sally says, "Can you hold me?" Harry says, sure. And then, you know, one of the things I love about this script is it's very descriptive. You know, they they give us a lot of stage direction about what's going on. So it says, Harry holds her. After a beat, Sally looks up at him, almost searching for something. Finally, she kisses him. A hungry, needy kiss. 
Harry is caught slightly off guard, but returns with a kiss as they begin to passionately make love. Dot, dot, dot. You see, you knew the dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. There. <laughs> yep. And then it says, dissolve to Sally's bedroom later. They've made love. Both of them lying in bed. Sally is in Harry's arms. Sally has a smile on her face. Harry stares straight ahead. And then, you know, they have the, then she says, are you comfortable? And he says, mm. and that's it. That's all they have in the script. So, you know, to be able to take, uh, let's say a third of a page and play out this entire minute, uh, is they just did it brilliantly. Yeah. And I mean, you know, looking at a, looking at a script and, and trying to imagine what that's going to look like on screen and what the mm-hmm means, Correct. uh, it's you know it's it's all in the mind of, of Billy Crystal there of, of being able to portray that and, and seeing how he wanted it to be expressed. Yeah, and um, he does a great job of it. Yeah. Right. So every Monday we have a segment called Meg Ryan Monday, where my guests will give their top five Meg Ryan performances. So Jim, why don't you tell us what are your top five Meg Ryan uh, roles? Start from number five uh, and work your way up. Let's see. Actually, well, this this one was actually my number five. Uh, when Harry met Sally, is, I think she did a, a great job here. And the reason that I think this is because she also did a great job in um, Sleepless in Seattle. I, to me, in in my head, it's always the same movie. So I I mean, she's it's a slightly different character in uh, in Sleepless in Seattle, but I I, I kind of overlap them. So it's like when Harry met Sally, Sleepless in Seattle are, is my number five with her. Both of them um, together, you're saying? Yeah, both of them together. It's kind of like a mega, meg, a meg, mega movie. So it just, <laughs> it just has the same attitude and feeling and uh, expressions in the in the film. I just feel like it, it has, they could easily be in the same universe. And although that would make Meg a big two timer, um, but <laughs> it, it, to me, they're the same movie. Um, I would go with uh, let's see the uh, another. Uh, one where she actually plays several roles. Uh, I enjoyed her in uh, Joe versus Vol- the Volcano, which, you know, again Tom Hanks. Uh, it, I think they're they're a good pairing. Um, but uh, Joe Vo- Joe versus the Volcano, I like because it's so weird. It's so, you know, what's Abe Vigoda doing in the middle of a, a, a South Pacific island, and why is he the big woo? <laughs> It's just it's it's great. Yeah, it's great, and she plays these different roles in the same in the same film. But uh, I yeah, just she plays remember, three different three different roles. Yeah, and you know, and there's so many great characters in there. I mean, Dan Hedaya is in it. And I've I've never not liked the Dan Hedaya movie. Just just <laughs> that he always looks like a vulture. Just to, it's, he's uh you know I uh I know he can get the job, but can he do the job? I'm not arguing with you that that whole repetition thing, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, I have to say the uh, two dramas that I enjoy with her. This is this is not a rom rom com, but it's more of a rom drama. Uh, City of Angels with uh, Nicolas Cage. Um, it, it, to me, it had a bit of a predictable end. It was uh, a novel idea, and I think uh, ha- having her as uh, Nicolas Cage's love interest, as uh, someone who gave up being an angel to be with a uh, to be with Meg Ryan, uh, to to be with her character in that it's a it was a sweet film, very very romantic, very sad, um, and I, I don't think it needed the Sarah McLaughlin. I, I mean, the, the way I always associate Sarah McLaughlin now is trying to get people to uh, give money to uh, dog shelters, but uh, <laughs> I think that the music there has been kind of it's like Bob uh, Barker with spading your 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 animals. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, 
but uh, I would say that that's that's a really good drama of hers, a romantic drama. I would say um, uh, one of her best performances in a drama, I think, was Courage Under Fire. Courage Under Fire is well worth seeing. It's um, to me, it's a it's an updated version of Rashomon. Yeah. You can. I mean, there's so many different ways of looking at the same story. Is Meg Ryan a hero? Is she a scared little girl? Is she a brave warrior? Maybe a little bit of everything. Every every little the the story is telling um, you know a, a helicopter crash and a death in a, in a war zone. Um, it, it gives you an idea of there's so many different ways of telling the same story and how things look to different uh, observers um yeah. I, that that concept's been played out many times in many different uh ways but you know it's not to say that you can't try it again and see how your version comes out with it it's 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 a rashomon of rashomon but yeah. uh, i can re- strongly recommend courage under fire uh one of my favorite rom-coms with meg ryan is with uh hugh jackman in it. this is my number one is uh, uh kate and leopold i enjoy I enjoy time travel stories if they're well constructed, and uh, it's a great rom com. It's a fish out of water uh, movie with uh, Hugh Jackman as a nineteenth uh, century uh, kind of a dilettante who uh, falls off a falls off the Brooklyn the the, the Brooklyn Bridge that's being cons- uh, being constructed and lands in a time portal that puts him into uh, modern day Manhattan. And uh, he falls for Kate, uh, who uh, kind of teaches in the ways of the 20th and 21st centuries. And uh, would she be happy in the past? Would she be happy in the present? Uh, would he be happy in the present? And uh, it's just an interesting thing that all they have. To, it, it's much like Time After Time, if you've, if you've seen. Uh, the oh, I love Time After Time. It's it's a lot like that. Uh, it's just a different different take on the on the fish out of water being in the present and how do you react to uh, things. Um, the uh, uh, getting ticketed because he didn't clean up after uh, Meg Ryan's dog, uh, and you know <laughs> didn't, didn't bring didn't bring up poop bags with him, <laughs> and not understanding why would anybody want to do this. Um, but uh, it's it's beautiful that uh, you. I think. Meg Ryan picks great romantic comedies so that people will fall in love with Meg Ryan all over again. I think you can't help but fall in love with Meg Ryan in any romantic comedy that she's in. She's just very sweet and you forgive her foibles and you uh, root her on for uh, to be victorious in romance. So uh, I, if you, my, my belief is if you like, if you like her in um, when Harry met Sally, I think you'll love her in Kate and Leopold. All right, great. Thank you very much for that, Jim. So, Jim, you want to tell people where they can find Jim O'Kane these days? <laughs> you can find me. Uh, well, I've been I've been hosting. Um, I've, I've been I'm mostly producing now. I don't really do my own uh, shows, although we are have a couple in the works. But uh, currently, you can listen to uh, a show that I'm producing with a bunch of um, movies by minutes hosting, including you, Rob. Yeah. And uh, th- that's the Bowfinger Minute, where we go over the 1999 Frank Oz directed feature. Uh, comedy uh, Bowfinger stars Steve Martin and uh, Eddie Murphy uh, and Frank Frank Oz. I mean, how do you how do you beat if it's uh, the movie's directed by Fozzie Bear? So um, <laughs> or Yoda, but, uh, or Yoda. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, um, but he's uh, it's it's a great funny movie about making movies in Hollywood, uh, and uh, it's interesting hearing, gosh, twelve different teams of uh, of movies by Minotos going over their their own view. It's kind of our, our own little Rashomon of seeing how. Uh, 
how they react to uh, to movies. We've been doing this now. As you there's said, only twelve groups. I th- well, actually, well, well, uh, there's been replacement groups. So I actually, there there should be f- fifteen. I think is what oh, okay. what it came out. So, um, but it's a. Uh, yeah, and and the first week we had a a bit of a kerfuffle with losing a host. So uh, uh, fortunately, uh, Rob, you and and several other podcasters jumped in and each took a minute of the first week. So if you want a kind of a Whitman sampler of uh, movies by minutes host, just listen to the first week of Bowfinger Minute. You get an idea of what the flavor is for the the rest of the series. Um, but we're right in the middle of that, and uh, you can find it at bowfingerminute.com. All right. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher you might be using to listen to this show. Finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Move Around Minute. You can find me on my website, movearoundminute.com. You can find me on Facebook, and you can find me on Twitter. So, Jimmy, feel like coming back again tomorrow to see, see what happens here? I wouldn't miss it for the world. All right. So, until tomorrow, I'll have what she's having. I'll have what Give she's having. Me a thrill with all your faults. I love you still, it had to be you, wonderful you, had to be you.